Welcome to Mobius Theory Spaceport. Enjoy your stay. Whatever, I'm up for it next week. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Oh, that's a nice phrase. Did you coin that? Yes. Oh, Lionel. <laughs> Hang on a second. My um, do I sound different since the operation? Yes. <laughs> no, you sound the same. Hate to tell you, it didn't work. What makes you so quick I on the up and up? You know, I don't know, man. I was born this way. Hashtag Lady Gaga. Hashtag JK. <laughs> See, I don't have that. It takes me a while. I, I have to sit and think for a minute before I re reply. Well, you know, you just uh, go back and edit yourself in. <laughs> Andy's postinterjections.com. See? See? You did it again. <laughs> he keeps doing it, folks. I have some topics. Well, really, I only have one topic um, or two topics. I'm not sure how to address these. They're, they're, we're losing topics by the second here, man. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that one. Cause that's another sports. Well, they're all sports related really. Which is allowed. This is your world. Um, I have a, I have a theory. Okay. So, I have a theory. It's not really a theory. It's um, it's an idea that uh, was taken from John McEnroe, which is uh, had to do with getting stuff out of your system. I'm not sure if that's really a polished idea, though. I don't you know what doing this in real I don't even I don't even care about that one. I'm gonna delete it. Okay. No, I mean not being polished for the charm of Well, I'm not sure that that's a, a good premise for an idea. Okay. And the other thing is that you know we don't always have to stick to a theme necessarily either. Like we can bounce around. And do our usual tangents. That's true. That's true. I was talking to my friend Frank recently, and he has he was upset about the um, something that we said on the podcast. So um, I'd like to address that. He was upset at Is he from Staten Island. No, he's not. Thankfully, <laughs> but he is from. Texas, so um, he was upset that we made fun of Tony Romo. You know what? I'm just happy we have a listener. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's no a, such thing as bad press. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way of um, turning frowns upside down. <laughs> and Romo's and the homos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Frank, listen, we can't like everybody. I I'm surprised 
I'm surprised. I, I haven't. I haven't addressed it with him. I know he mentioned it, and we haven't talked about it fully yet. But I'm surprised that um, that he liked Romo so much because I thought he was. He's kind of like a flawed, failed quarterback. I don't think they ever even make the playoffs with him. No, I'm sure they did. I'm just they did, but uh, I mean, you know, a lot of people just you know it's party lines, right? It's just that they like their team uh regardless of faults and yeah uh you know i i'm, I'm i like troy aikman i think he was <laughs> he was fine i think he's also a better announcer yeah i'll give you that too um but you know i think we have to uh, we have to accept Maybe we're missing something. No, just everybody's got a different opinion, and we respect it, and, and we move on. So that is true. We've had listeners. We've had a listener. We've okay. had people talking about uh, the had... Rommel uh, nice. podcast. So that's good. Nice. Which I think we, is... we had one listener, and we alienated them. <laughs> <laughs> oh so i i brought him up because we were talking uh and i think he and i would probably talk about this later but we're talking about um child childhood stuff childhood nice. trauma and i think it's really like our household here is really deep diving into this uh like really really and i and i know it's um there's just a lot to it i i think that there's a lot to acknowledging things um even if they're not like you know not not everything has to be so drastic as to cause problems like i'm I'm an I'm a I'm an alcoholic because of something that happened or whatever, you know something right, like right, it, right. It, sometimes it's a lot more uh sub like I don't know subconscious sub for sure and and a lot of times it's not I think there's always room for under the concept of there's always room for improvement. There's always room to like kind of address things and fix things. And, you know, you don't just kind of go on and with, even if, even if you feel like you've gotten over it or have resolved big things, the little things, you know, keep coming up and it's interesting to kind of address them because they'll throw you for a loop like they have for me. They'll, wow. They'll, uh, yeah, it's little, for for me it was uh, and I'm not going to get into this but I'll get into the <laughs> what it what it translated into for me was um so, kind of realizing why I'm kind of stepping two steps ahead but being being more doing what I I understand I need to do on Instagram for example which is not really specific to Instagram, but just in terms of brand in general, as far as like a small brand and putting yourself forward 
kind of like presenting a personality, being open a little bit more to, to the extent that that's reasonable and safe. And I think that a lot of people, myself included, had felt like it was not really worthwhile or important to do it or, and I, and that's true. That's true that there's, you know, it doesn't have to be that way, but, <laughs> but the why as to why I didn't do it was really specific to me. So it wasn't just intellectual, like I'm making it sound. It was more like I I would have wanted to. And then in fact, my, Andy as a young boy would have would have wanted to be more of a center of attention or being you know kind of being more putting himself forward and something got squashed in somewhere in time and so now I feel so yeah so so it's sort of like we fall into cliches. I'm sort of rambling here, I realize, but like we sort of Not fall though. into cli- cliches with uh, our our peer group. When I say that, you know, I think obviously that means people that would like whatever you and I do. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to be super mainstream people. They're going to be like basically a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more nuanced, um, you know, nerds for lack of a better word right Mis- misfits so people like us tend to acknowledge and realize like you know that money's not important um social media doesn't is not important and you know this this cliche of wanting to just live in the woods and not be on online at all and that's not true for me like i don't want to just i wouldn't take that log cabin right for a year for exactly like that that just that sounds horrible really yeah that sounds horrible (laughs) and i think it's i think it's okay to acknowledge you know like money is important and just some things that you can do to um to attract it or or do something with it and put yourself forward you don't have to hide you know i think we of course so this 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 is where i ended up and i just feel like i'm kind of acknowledging it and moving forward that's incredible that's incredible and you know you and i had different um different childhoods but what was very similar was you know, that kind of, um, uh, it's easy to throw the word abuse or, or abusive around, which mm. of course technically it is, but you know, we, we both had, let's say difficult childhoods and, 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 and I think a lot of nerds have, or a lot of, uh, you know, uh, again, not, not using nerd in a derogatory sense at all, but a lot of us, you know, have had that. And, and it's interesting that you say, you know, it, it doesn't always have to manifest itself in alcoholism and drug abuse and all that kind of fun stuff but um <clears throat> but you know it's funny when you track drug abuse and alcoholism and, and a lot of those things i mean they did a study like you know uh sexual predators you know 100 percent of them um were sexually abused when they were kids 
Hmm. You know, when, when you when you go back into anybody that's like, you know, having an, a horrible time in adulthood, you know, almost all the time, you could trace it back to a, a horrible upbringing. You know, of course, there's still the nature versus nurture debate and everything, but um, yeah, and 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 you know, everybody, you know, that a tough childhood manifests differently in everybody, and you know, um, I'm, I think I'm a lot more well adjusted about it than a lot of people are, but I've gone through things like like what you're going through right now. I understand that deeply. You know, I've been there. I was like, wow, you know, I never thought of it. Uh, looked at it through the lens of my childhood and i think there's something very cathartic about that very healthy about that and uh, you know we all have the ability to to move past it and or to use it to our advantage yeah and i think the the other the thing along the lines of what you're saying is is important to to talk about is that we whatever happens as a as a child and this is not just me this is science this is my you know my wife is gonna launch her own podcast and they'll be deep diving into this in a in a place that's more uh intelligent than this my more intuitive and emotional aspect of it but so i'm just saying this as as fact but also as my opinion but the people's experiences especially as children are all relative to, to them. And I think it's too easy. And this is, this is something that a lot of people fall into um, just in general. It especially happens with celebrities, although that's another kind of a, a unique extreme form. But, you know, we say like, what, why would you, if I look at you, like, why would not, I know this is maybe not, maybe you're in a bad, a bad example because I don't want to get into the details, but like someone who let me let me remove you from the equation um like i know people who have had um struggles dealing with what they went through as children even though they've had on paper better upbringings than someone else might have that i knew um they might have had a suburban house and both parents. So the tendency is to say, well, why, why do you have it so bad? You had it perfect. You know, like, what are you complaining about? And that's just not, and conversely, we tend to assume that someone who just, because they grew up in the poverty and the projects is like going to grow up to be a monster. (laughs) Exactly. And it it doesn't, you know, something could have something that happens as a child could just be um you know i've been watching a lot of the uh, we just finished the last season of the crown okay which is about it's kind of sort of every season spans well it's not really that specific but like it's spanning like the whole life of queen elizabeth and her family up to it's i assume it's going to get up to present day but there's there were looking at Prince Charles or really all her children, you know, they have had, they have every advantage. They have every, they don't have to worry about anything. They have wealth, they have status. Right. They just like, but uh, they definitely 
are screwed up kids and they were and it shows them here and i know it's fictionalized but there's no way that um even if one percent of that is true it turns out that the queen is a horrible mother and abused and neglected her children and they're all gonna like maladjusted because of it and this is like someone that would have been like just the height of status and wealth in the world you know that the concept of the queen and king of england is like that's a, that's a top at least in terms of you know the last 500 years that's it yeah of course where do you go from there you have that's like the ruler of the planet and pretty much right so it's interesting that that even that could have issues just because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it sure doesn't, right? Uh, that's a that's a perfect allegory. Exactly. <clears throat> What's going on in any family? And it's just funny talk, looking at some of the. And I, I wasn't really aware of this, especially because when this happened, when this was peaking, I was only, you know, in the eighties. I was just like a kid, and I didn't really process if if it was public. I didn't process it, but. Um, Diana's eating disorder and their extremely unhappy marriage, which they were married for 16 years, but extremely violently unhappy. Right. And this is someone who's born into nobility, became the, the a princess. You know, you would think that that would just kind of satiate any anything. Right. But they were unhappy. They were miserable. Right. Uh. It's like he would have had any anything in the world at his disposal, but all he wanted was to marry be with this other woman who was married. So it just like he was just tortured. Um, so it's interesting. Absolutely. I didn't know about her issues and eating. You know what what she went through. But I did know the good stuff, you know, how, how loved and adored she was. Yeah. Do you remember when she when they visited, when she, she had a, apparently, this was about 80, I think it was 88, 80, and somewhere between 87 and 89, she made a solo trip to New York. And I don't remember this in real life. Not specifically. Like I must have been, because I was only... I was only 12 or something, so I wouldn't have yeah, processed it in that same, way. Right. Yeah, I don't... That's just funny, because we're getting into the parts that I was alive for, and I just... Um, I knew... I knew about this, but... Of course, I wouldn't have... I, you know, I guess at that time, we were dealing with things. So, anyway... That's that story about the Queen of England, <laughs> Prince Charles. <laughs> nice. Nice. And that one, and what a wonderfully uh, relevant story, too. Doesn't do you... where do you come from? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I cut you so, off. Do I what? No, I, I don't know if you did. I was um, thinking about what more about like what I was uh kind of processing and and um it's it's funny and I have no I'm not uh, even alluding to the fact that I have any kind of 
success as far as other people's standards, which is an interesting, that's another topic in and of itself. But um, I, I feel like I can acknowledge having gone far, which I think we have to change. You know, it's always been a struggle for me to understand my own definition of success because we tend to always put it relative to right. someone else of course which is you know going back to childhood trauma like we wouldn't do that with with our own experiences but for somehow when it comes to success like we it we have very small views about it or have a, a very specific angle of it where really it can involve multiple angles, you know, like success could be just having started something and made some change, which I have done. So then I would be successful and having changed careers. And now there's a brand associated with, with me and I can, that, that is hard enough to do for some people. Right. So I, I but a lot of times our, it just comes down to money for people. You know, like if you want someone to speak at some, some event, they have to have achieved something, right. you know, and I can't, just, which is true. It can't just be um, potential. It can't just be jerking off about it, but. Right. Which does tie into your definition of having actually done something. <laughs> right. That's, 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 so that's, that's what most people can't do in the first place. Right. So that's fair. That's fair. But another thing I was talking about with my friend Frank was looking at kind of flawed people as a role model. For, uh, people do this all the time with um, George Lucas as one example. And, a, true, and of course, he has achieved success if you're looking at having created something. Yes, that's true. But as far as like, then it starts to blur into this weird territory where they become perfect and they become role models for just kind of like, this is how you should live your life. And that's like, no, no, no. Right, it's right. one thing to acknowledge. See, I'll, I'll acknowledge George Lucas did this, but, I'll, but to follow his footsteps. Right. Well, one no way. Do the other. Right. That's right. The, yeah. The, I, I agree. I hate the deif deification of anybody. Yeah. Especially people like Jeff Bezos. Right, right. I'm just like, oh, Corp he's just he, yeah, evil corporate greedy bastards, right? And really, <coughs> not really a good person to follow as far as like personal. And neither of these people are good personal, right? Um, and, and this goes role back models. to uh, something we mentioned in another podcast: is that you know, separating the art from the artist. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's which is another. That's, I mean, we could make a multiple podcasts about that i mean even since that last one you know dr zeus has been canceled you know so um, and rightfully yeah. so i mean you know so on, on the one hand there's yeah okay we, uh, we don't like racist depictions of anything but also the only thing worse than that is censorship so you know i i you know actually i, I hate to say it but i, I applaud disney uh, on disney plus having a disclaimer before some of their movies saying, Hey, you know, that this, this movie was written at a time when certain racial stereotypes were, you know, prevalent 
uh, it was wrong then, it's wrong now. Watch it at your own risk. And that's yeah. exactly how it should be. Just have a have a warning or something, but don't you know, don't burn the books. How could we yeah. learn from our history if we don't have it? Yeah, I like I like that too, and I think it's not everything has to be and this is just a spin that everything has to be good, kind of has a positive leaning to it. Of course Disney is is a weird place because it's you know generally geared towards children so it's it i could kind of see but but as far as like that aside which is a complicated subject which you know you would probably address it with your children as as it's a you know this is important to learn exactly. and i think a lot of people um yeah i, I just I, yeah, I, I um. Part of me. I'm sorry. Hope that's do not you blowing need, out your ears. Uh, do you need? Are you uh, in imminent danger? No, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Blink your eyes twice if the answer is yes. Steve Jobs is another one that people. That's in danger. DFI. I'm kidding. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and again, it's it's uh, this, what they're deifying is is greed and money and and you know this 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 idea of success as just you know who can be the richest, <laughs> which again you know doesn't bring uh, happiness any more than anything else. Yes, money is good. Yes, money is a means to an end, but not extreme money and not at the expense of other people's lives and well being. Who are your okay? Here's a game for you, and I'll do the same. Give me five of your role models. Oh boy. Okay, maybe let's do this. And you don't have to go to five. If you're struggling, we we can for sake of <laughs> you know you don't we don't have to have the podcast with you your brain frying. But five, try to do five that are uh, in history or dead. And then we'll do. Wow, five that are take living. too long. <clears throat> take too long to think about. Gotta it say, doesn't have to maybe be five. It really that might that that causes a, a, a specific action on our brain. That kind of instead of just just you know. Well, I, I acknowledge I said that I should have just asked for a few, like just to okay. spread out what, what comes to mind. Well, we'll we'll see how many we can get and and. Uh... This is the type of thing where, you know, like you were saying, you know, like six hours later, I'll be like, oh, my God, how could I have forgotten this one person who has been, you know, guiding yeah. me forever. But uh, I, I, I don't want to interrupt your I am interrupting go. your brain no, thinking. But um, th- I realize I, for myself, I realize I may six hours later may not even agree with the answer I just said. If I'm just being fast, I may want to change it. Right. This might be better to like do our homework first and then do another podcast on it. Let's think about one. Let's start with one. Let's keep it easy. <laughs> well, I always like the first guy I always go to is the man in the mirror. I inspire myself. I use myself as a lot of, you know, um, potential and a lot of inspiration and what I've already been through in life is inspiring. So. Wow. Oh, that's nice. I've, at first, I thought you were talking about a Michael Jackson reference. 
Because <laughs> that know, also is mine. Well, no. <laughs> just, just, just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> he put the kid in. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and that's that's hard too because you know even with all these people that that are role models to me, they all have flaws. I mean, I, I love how George Lucas thinks, for, for example. I, I love what he's created. I love some of his ideas. Um, but but is he a personal role model? I can't, I can't say that. I did a, a exercise this morning, actually, that um, and it, and it kind of separated it into um, this is from a book I was reading, and the there's role models, and then there's like who you would want to meet or hang out with, <laughs> which they tend to be different. Don't marry fuck. <laughs> That's a good, yeah, basically. Uh, you, you, just intellectual, you just intellectualized it. That's all. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's some, there's possibility that that they can overlap, but so like you're saying, you said George Lucas, I would say David Lynch for me. But although I know for, I just know for a fact that I wouldn't want to actually, I don't know that I actually would even want to meet him. And I certainly don't want to be like him. Exactly. Because he's, he's, a, I don't want to treat people that way. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah what it's, I, it's a complicated question. I mean, I, I, I love Sting. I love his lyrics. I love, you know, his music. I, I love the way he thinks. But, you know, he's not perfect. And what, what am I going to... I have met him a few times. You know, albeit briefly. Uh, but, you know, what uh, what does that mean? You know, what did that do for me? Was it, you know, so I don't have to meet him. I don't, you know, I don't know. Right. Dead. I love Carl Jung. But again, you know, are we are we loving their minds? Are we loving their actions? Yeah, yeah. There's a there. There could be some. Oh, well, I mean, I can go on and on with like Hemingway. Nice. Um, but there's a kind of a maybe a made up or a fiction about what they would be like. So maybe we could, you know, sometimes sometimes that's fine. Some people you wouldn't want to meet because you don't want to break that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as a guy who's met a ton of celebrities, I can tell you that they're just people. Yeah. As flawed as anybody else. And that's the thing, you know, and I don't even know if I have a, to, to, to get even further back, I don't even know if I have role models or if, it, you know, specifically. I always just concentrate on, on being the best self that I can be. You know, I think I yeah. look at the world a little bit differently. But uh, you know, but I mean, I can answer the questions as to as to who or people that I find inspiring. You know, I I might be just uh, talking about semantics at this point, but I have um I have a, uh, I guess I could uh, say this for our one listener. It's kind of a a way to help do what I was talking about earlier, sharing things. To, not that this is social media, but it's at least a public, semi-public forum. It is public. Um, I have a 
some rotating images on my desktop on my screen and some of them are kind of like these these images that just kind of like inspire me as 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 role as role models um or or what i what i like to think they are and i don't i'm not make i don't have no i have no illusions about <coughs> what those people are like in real life uh, the Depeche Mode, nice. Uh, Tr- Trent Reznor, nice. Martin Gore, nice. Uh, David Lynch is on there. Andy Warhol, and then Warhol is curious. Warhol is like a, in terms of what he's done, is like a direct inspiration for like how I structure everything. Like he's really everything about his connecting artist his um his the world that he surrounded himself with and the, the products he made even right down to, to launching a magazine which I, I guess i teased that i didn't want to say that publicly but yeah <laughs> uh even down to that like he was you know he had these different things and the the and it was sort of like this tribe um he was like the center even though he didn't create a lot and a lot of it wasn't even original but he was the center of this world without being the the one that needed to create all these things and it's yeah it's definitely one-to-one let's say every i would love i would love a space i would love the factory i don't know where but um yeah and i know that he had he always used to apparently he would leave early from parties because so it kind of gave this illusion that he was there a lot and that he was um always out but he he didn't like stay late so he showed his face but he still had a routine so he didn't didn't like get fucked up every night wow Where where was I going with this? There was someone else. Your your screensaver, your backgrounds. <laughs> there was. Uh, I think that's. I think that's. It. I think that was. I think that's all I have. Um. The Warhol is is a big one for me, um, nice. and and somewhat Lynch. Although he, I know it's different. Not it's not one to one because I don't. I'm not doing movies but in terms of like david lynch's more hands-on approach right i like that oh, and i appreciate his um his for lack of a better word weirdness yeah He's... surrealism right in some in some ways right. and i, I don't know what did i say method man no yeah, Method Man. I don't know what he's like in real life. I know he's probably he seems reserved and private, but um, there's a lot about his personality that he puts out in terms of his music, but also like the, the his business mindset. Nice. His his mini mini empire, I guess. Nice. I could um, also say I'm a big fan of Pendulette. 
Yes, you are. I love another guy who's. I like the way he thinks. I like what he's accomplished. I like. Um, you know who I've uh, gotten to at least understand a little bit more that I never really was into was um, Reese Witherspoon because she's has she's involved in so many different things. Mm-hmm. And it's not just she's not just like an actress and very you know well, that's the thing it's easy to write off a, a cute blonde actress right right it's a, you know it's it's a, you know you think they're just a number and then you know, once you dig a little deeper you realize oh wait there's a lot more to her right right and I think on paper I think we're told in our culture and our age groups apparently it's like uh, some kind of federal mandate that we're supposed to like Taylor Swift, and I I don't. I'm with you. But I feel like it's it's like you're crazy. The other one that I think we're supposed to like that I don't is um, Childish Gambino, Danny Gl- Donald Glover. Right. Um, <coughs> but you're some kind of unprogressive monster if you don't. Yeah, close-minded. I, yeah, yeah. I, it's so funny, and you know, it, it's so funny you've mentioned that because just this morning I was I was thinking about how, you know, like I, I guess you know the zeitgeist uh, of any given time, uh, and, and how I, I always feel kind of disconnected from that. Like, okay, why am I supposed to like these people? Like, I yeah. just I just don't get Taylor Swift. I, I, don't, I don't hate her. I just it just doesn't resonate with me. Um, right and and yeah and and I'm I'm like you said I'm, I'm like a monster for not doing it and and this, and the same goes true with who I'm supposed to hate. Uh, I mean, right? You know, uh, I mean, like you know, one day Rick Astley is a top number one seller, and then you know a few years later people are rickrolling and he's a punchline. I'm like, wait, what happened? I still like that song. <laughs> right. Um, you know that there's so many you know people are just like you know constantly being canceled and it just becomes in vogue to to love or hate people or things or concepts or movies or songs or books and and I just feel so disconnected from that and 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 again I've said this on the podcast the only way to take in art is with callous disregard to what other people think you know if if uh, everybody loves. Taylor Swift? Well, I don't have to. <clears throat> if everybody hates Rick Astley, I don't have to hate him. I Steve Carell is one I'd like to meet. Oh, he's awesome. What I understand about him, I'm going to say, well, again, I don't think we have enough listeners to have said anything controversial, <laughs> but I would go on a limb and say he's an extension of what Peter Sellers was, nice. but more, but a lot more balanced, obviously. Yeah. So Steve Carell would be willing to like, you know, be done with something, not take certain projects because he wants to also focus on his family. He seems really well balanced. He seems like really yeah. honest with knowing who he is and, and not, you know, he doesn't seem like a monster, at least from what it, I've read about his his life. Like he'll right. be done. He, you know, he left the office because he, you know, he just wanted to. 
I think it was just a combination of things, but some of it was personal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful analogy. I like that. I could I definitely see a lot of uh, similarities there with him and Peter Sellers. Yeah. His, his ability to, to do characters, to play such a variety of things, to have to, the, yeah. the, just a strong comedy while still mastering the, the serious roles too. Right. All of the above. Yeah. But, you know, obviously Peter Sellers was excessively flawed and problematic and you wouldn't want to have actually met him. Right. Did you ever <laughs> see that documentary? I have not. I've seen a lot of his movies. So I'm a it's not fan. a, actually, it's not a documentary. It's a, it's called the life of life and death of Peter Sellers. Okay. And it's a, uh, has Jeffrey Rush. Oh, well, playing Peter Sellers. So it kind of, gets into you know his failed marriages failed relationships how how much of a perfectionist he was and just how how literally basically well not literally this is unfair to say but it kind of killed him at a very early age right in the end and i think steve carell would be like if peter sellers which it's complicated because he's I don't I'm not putting him on the same level as far as importance and even comedy, but if Peter Sellers had had a more balanced life that you know I think which I think Steve Carell maybe has, he probably wouldn't have achieved the cult height status he would have, but at the same time he may still be with us. So it's hard. Wow. So, so two things I would say to that. Is that in comic books, uh, Steve Carell would be the anti-Peter Sellers. Oh, interesting. And in, yeah. uh, in general, uh, I, I think that you and I agree that the most important thing in life is, is balance. And I think we've been inspired by that and talking about that uh, continually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's as far as role models. That's where I tend to want to go anyway, because I don't care about how much. If you're just using one benchmark, yes, you created Amazon, and yes, I rely on it. Or yes, you're, you know, Woody Allen and made every movie you make is awesome, and which is not a nice thing to say anymore. But I, I, I he's one of my some of my favorite movies are his Annie Hall, Manhattan. But I wouldn't want to mimic his life. Right, of course. But there are people. The I tend to. I think the people that I do find role models are, if using the metric of, of fame or money or importance, maybe within their field. I guess is better to say maybe haven't reached quite that level. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to me. In fact, I would even not want to do that. I would not want to be um, I would not want to be Tom Cruise. I think I would rather be oh. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, well put. Which are probably equally famous, but it's that's a weird example, but um I get it though. No, there's no fun in being super, super famous. 
So I would meet Steve Carell. I would meet Keanu Reeves. I would want to meet Trent Reznor. Well, I'd be worried that yeah. I would be disappointed, but I have a feeling not. Maybe I wouldn't have met him in the 90s, but I think now he seems cool. I would not want to meet David Lynch. I would not want to meet Dave Gahan, but I would want to meet Martin Gore. Nice. Because I, I feel like I would be, and I would not want to, I've heard John Cusack is a dick too. Heard that too. So I don't think I would want to meet him because he would seem like this lovable guy. I would, I would have a, I would have an imagination that he just would be like the guy, his character and say anything, but he's not. I know, right? So uh, you just want to put him on your mantle. Yeah. I would I don't think I would not want to meet Madonna. I think I could be okay meeting Lady Gaga. I oh, probably I, love her. I, I, I was actually going to throw her name out as another person that I really admire. Yeah. Yeah. She's um she has that Warhol thing of kind of like being diverse in terms of her interest in being a center and even though she's more of an active creator than Warhol which is uh, arguably I think I agree I think that's it. That's my list. It's a very nice list, my friend. I think I think that's it. All right. I don't have any more. Are you a winner? (sighs) Thank you. (laughs) What do you have going on today? What are you going to eat for breakfast? Uh, a fine selection of fruits. Uh, my Marty Musil. <laughs> More coffee. I'm from New York, so I drink coffee. How do you? How does a New Yorker say hot hot dogs? Dirty do water they... dogs. Oh, I'm excited because it's uh, spring training is in full full swing here. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Let's go Mets. Let's do it. Uh, and with with that, I wanted to tell you that I have some uh, podcast scheduled up. Um, I'll leave this in here because it's kind of fun. I know okay. we're going to talk to... We're going to talk to, not you specifically, but at some point, there's a couple of musicians. There's um, a photographer friend that I uh, want to interview. Uh, my friend, the wine expert, is that probably will be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um who else? No one super famous yet. We haven't reached that 
We have, have to work up to that. Do you know anyone that the do you know anyone that would be a good guest that we can oh, put on the docket? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'd have to uh have to think about it, but yeah. I'll uh... they have they have to have a nice voice though. They can't be too high pitched or tinny. <laughs> We're not interviewing the nanny. <laughs> yeah. Well we could talk about later talk about that later. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you may not you may not survive I mean, the day. I, you know, I don't even know. It's just a, a tickle in my throat, man. I feel wow. I feel like a million bucks. Uh, I don't know where that came from. I apologize. It's all over the podcast. I feel like a million lira. Are lira still? I don't know. I'm gonna I tell you right so. now. We're gonna end with me telling so. you what um You're the clicks. They don't even do no the, the um Italian. No, they're they're in the euro now, aren't they? Yeah, but sometimes even if you have the euro, you still have other other currencies. Because they, they they couldn't have removed all of it. They probably never will be able to remove all of it. That's true. Ah, gosh, golly! I was gonna end with uh, trying to figure something out, and it's irrelevant. That just goes to show. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just end. All right, dudes. See you. Thank you for visiting Mobius Theory Spaceports.